good afternoon and welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Always a pleasure to get together with you, friend. Not always live, but I like to do as many live shows as we can. Sometimes our guests aren't able to make the connection at 3 p.m. When you're on a live radio show, you have to do it live. So anyway, sometimes it doesn't work out. But right now, we want to say hi to our listeners on AM640 and FM100.7. In addition to our Facebook family that's listening or watching, rather, and listening, On my Facebook page, it's Byron Tyler on Facebook. If you want to search it and look, this will be posted, too, so you can go back and check out the the show today. But we've been trying to bring the the Facebook live as another feature because that's kind of where we are today in the social media world. Kind of a neat lunch today. I haven't had any sushi in a while, and probably my favorite sushi place in town is the Red Koi, which is there at 240 in Poplar. Personally, I think it's some of the best sushi in town. I had the tornado roll and what else was it that was was it the memphis i can't remember but boy it was extra good today hats off to the sushi chefs at red koi today there at poplar in 240 they're not paying me to say that i just had to say it because it was so good but we're glad to have you along today i'm really looking forward to the topic today manhood university is uh, something that ricky floyd posted on his uh, social media page ricky floyd of course bishop ricky floyd is pastor of the pursuit of god church in fraser we have become friends he is no stranger to this radio show and program. Ricky, good to see you. How are you doing? I am great and glad to be here again, but I can't let you make me a bishop yet. You're going to get me in trouble, and I'm going to have to pay extra tithes. I'm just Pastor Ricky Floyd. I thought you yeah, told me um, you were a bishop. Oh, I no. don't know. Well, okay. No, no, no. I, I'm not ready for them demons yet. <laughs> so thank you, though. But uh, Rick, Pastor Ricky Floyd is just fine. Well, Pastor, it's always good to have you. You just got back from a conference in South Carolina, I believe. Yeah, South, uh, two, actually. I went to South Carolina uh, Wednesday through Saturday and just got back from Atlanta last night, uh, meeting in Atlanta with kings and priests. Uh, about the people, Christian businessmen and, and uh, ministers of the gospel who are coming together to bring our resources, which could be finances or wisdom, and bringing those together to advance the kingdom of God. And it was truly exciting. It's kind of exciting when the church and the body oh, of Christ yeah. can work together oh. instead of be divided. Yeah. I like that. Also, let me tell our pastors listening right now, we have our annual uh, Bot Radio Network Memphis Pastors Appreciation Luncheon we do each year. And we're going to have it coming up on October the 2nd, pencil in the date, October the 2nd, luncheon. It'll be this year taking place at Mid-America Theological Seminary. Uh, They have been really gracious to open the doors. It's a great central location across the street from Bellevue Baptist Church at Poplar, excuse me, not Poplar, but uh, Appling Road and I-240. Actually, I'm messing this up. It's at Appling and I-40 is what I'm trying to say. But I hope that you will uh, get more details. Stay tuned for more details. I've got them for you. We've got a great speaker. Uh, matter of fact, I'm sorry. Is Aretha's listening right now? Aretha, can you bring me in the information who's going to be speaking? Because uh, he's with the the Father Institute or the Father Initiative Ministry. And I'm sorry his name slips me, but this is live radio. So one of the ladies is going to bring me in because it's worthy to mention his name. It's a national uh, ministry. You probably have heard of him, a great speaker. And uh, we're planning on him being the guest speaker for this event. But uh, as we, uh, as I mentioned, Manhood University, Ricky, is something that your church is uh, participating in. And when I called you, you said, well, we really need to get Ken Moody yeah. on with us. Ken is special assistant to Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland. 
Ken, good to have you here, too. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it for being here. Hey, I didn't put two and two together. I saw this giant of a man walk to the door. He had to almost lower his head to get through the threshold. Not the threshold, but the top part of the door. Ken Moody, former Memphis Tigers standout basketball player, played with Coach Kirk and also played with Larry Finch. I remember you because I remember when you started, you really brought some extra energy to the team and did a great job representing our city and the Tigers. Well, thank you. I was... uh part of a really a couple of really good teams uh, during the years that I was there and, and I was always just a team player and a role player and so it's amazing just the the excitement Tiger basketball and my my kids my daughters uh, we, we go out and eat and, and people remember me from Tiger basketball I'm like dad yeah. <laughs> I don't want to remember so it's always good to be right. remembered uh, listen once if you're in a Tiger fan I'm yeah. telling you it's incredible I love the city of Memphis I love the University of Memphis I love rooting for my Tigers I know a lot of people in the city, root for Alabama. I can't even hardly say it. But it's hard Don't worry about you. Yeah. Say but it. anyway, who else played with you when you uh, played? That was Andre Turner, William Bear for Baskerville Holmes, Dwight Boyd, Vincent Askew. Yeah, those guys. Awesome, great, great the memories. The glory days. Yes, yeah, the see. glory days. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we might be stepping back right. into some of those uh, days. I think more than might. I think we will be. Mr. Yeah. Penny Hardaway, yeah. our new yeah. coach. We're looking forward to seeing what Anthony brings. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, he's done everything he should do off the court. Uh, yeah, now it's just a matter of getting those. Guys, I know he's answer to get on the floor and just start to win. You know, we talk about manhood, and we talk about this program, Manhood University, which really was in the the mind, I guess, in the plan of our Memphis mayor. Is this where it started? At? Yeah, uh, not long after Mayor Stricken got elected to office, and in my role as special assistant, it's kind of all inclusive. And so he and I were uh, talking one day, and we, we talked about one thing: the mayor's hounds that being is being brilliant at the basics. And that's being uh, making sure we provide the citizens of Memphis with basic service, police, fire, sanitation, street paving, and those type things. And, and we were having a conversation one day, and I, was, I said, Mayor, you know, we, we need to do some other things that are directly impacting people's life. And, 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 and Ricky, uh, know, like I know, there's not one group more needing that extra push and that extra support than men. Uh, and, and I often say when there's a strong man in the house and the community and the family in that neighborhood and that city, the house, community, family, neighborhood, city, they're all stronger. So yeah. this is, again, a partnership. And I tell you, I can't thank our pastors like Pastor Floyd, uh, Pastor uh, Watkins at Mount Vernon, Pastor Harrington at New Sardis, uh, Dr. Melvin Charles Smith at Mount Vernon, Mount Moriah East, I mean, uh, Dr. Bill Atkins over at Mount, and uh, Grady Imani, uh, I know uh, Pastor Ward over at Mount Pisgah. It, it's, they're the ones that make it work. And it's a concept that we came up with at City Hall, but they, they make it work. Well, Ken and Pastor, what do you feel has caused men, not, of course, not just our city, but to lose hope, what are some things contributing to men, do you feel, that you see are causing them to lose hope? Um, I think there's a variety of things. I mean, this program is open to any man, uh, Byron, but as we know, and, and Pastor Floyd and I were at a breakfast this morning, and I said that the, the biggest group of those men are African-American men. And there's just so many variables that, that, that play into that. And so just not one specific thing, but there's just a, a, a lot of things uh, that play into what's causing them to have challenges. And we've all made mistakes, and I think sure. that's probably the biggest thing. And some of these guys have probably have made mistakes that continue to follow them being having a record. Uh, and so uh, I think, again, there's many things. I'll, I'll fess up to myself. I've done some dumb bonehead things in my Raise life, my and there. thank <laughs> the Lord that I didn't get caught, because right. I'd be one of 
those men. And so uh, growing up in South Memphis, growing up in a single-parent family, uh, knowing the struggle that I had without having background and other challenges, I know what these men need. And, and God has blessed me to be in a position to have some influence and to have some resources and to have some relationships, uh, like with Pastor Ford and the other pastors. And it was just a no-brainer for me. Well, Pastor, what do you think when you talk about it? I know you, you in your ministry and just the investment you have in the Fraser community mm-hmm. and beyond. I mean, I know you talk to a lot of men. Well, you know, it, it's it's when you think about it, it's really biblical. You can never have a healthy city when you have dysfunctional sick families, and you can never have a healthy family where you don't have healthy men. And so I think what's happened is you've got a spirit of unity. We all recognize that in order for us to have better communities, better churches, better cities, better employees, a better government, a better region, it's going to start with us having better men. And so I, I, I just want to applaud the city, Ken Moody, the mayor, uh, and even corporations who are making commitment and churches, churches who are using their resources. A lot of times churches don't have financial resources, but we have people in building resources. So what we've done is we've taken what each of us are doing good and brought them together for the good of the community as a whole. Yeah. And, and when I tell you, I, I've seen men cry. I've seen men, some men, this has been the only graduation that they've ever experienced in their life. The only, this six-week program for some of these men has been the only thing that they've ever completed in their life. And not only do they complete it, man, they get to have their children, their, their mothers, their, their wives, there to celebrate that they've accomplished something. So it gives yeah. them a new hope, a new start, uh, a new expectation, a new outlook on life. Well, Ken, why do you think the mayor decided to turn to the faith community and pastors like uh, Pastor Ricky Floyd to, to join into this? I mean, you know, he could have looked to the business community, which he's doing too, right. but seeing that this part of the community, the faith community, was going to be an important element to Manhood University. Uh, he's a man of faith. Uh, I'm a man of faith. And, and uh, again, being both men of faith, we knew that just a perfect partnership with churches. Um, uh, these are pastors are in that community. And these men that are coming to their particular locations are from their community. And who knows the men in that community better than the pastors in the churches? Who know um, these these men come to these pastors and share with them, open up with them, feel comfortable with them? Yeah. Uh, sometimes when government comes to, the, come to them, there's a little hesitance, a little resistance uh, from them. But when they have uh, pastors that they know and they see every day in their community and see what these pastors are doing, yes. It was just a natural fit. But for me, more than anything, again, and I, I can't speak for the man. I know he, he, I think he feels the same way. I'm a man of faith. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that what's missing in, in a lot of the issues that we're facing is the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I, I commend Pastor Ford and his other colleagues because they don't shove the Lord right. down these guys' throat. But every opportunity they get to interject and to tell a story yeah. biblically, yes. like he just shared a moment ago, they do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got. The foundation has got to be uh, in the Lord. Ricky, isn't it refreshing to hear someone in a political you know, office who represents our, our city, our city of Memphis, that uh, is not ashamed, you know, to, yeah. to talk about his faith and, and really how it, it inspires him to, to motivate him to, to reach out and, and hopefully help men that need to hear the same word. It, it, it is. It, and to know that it's not uh, something that's taken advantage of an opportunity or it's not casual. This man is a faithful member of his church. 
So uh, he, he's not just doing this for political. This is really a part of his heart. This is a part of God positioning him in a space to have the heart of the king and the heart of the people of the kingdom as well and using his influence. And this is what I love. There's a mutual respect. We understand that the people that he had brought, the churches he brought together, we understand that there are certain things that the government cannot do. And the government understands that there's certain things that we as the church are not going to do. But what we've done is we found a healthy space for both of us to do what we need to do again to make to help men and to make Memphis a better place to live. Well, since 2017, you've got some really incredible facts about Manhood University. Uh, first of all, as I mentioned, program began in 19, uh, 2017. Uh, since that time, over 242 men have completed and graduated from the Manhood University program. Uh, church locations were strategically chosen to have a positive impact on poverty-stricken areas in the Mid-South, which I, I think is really key. You know, uh, One of the things we talked, you mentioned earlier, we we're talking about kind of mentors, leaders, people you look up to. I mean, we need good, these examples in every aspect of our community, you know? I mean, that's what gives that's what gives so many hope and, uh-huh. and encouragement to know that they can be successful, that they can do good, too. Yeah, the, the word hope is what resonates with me because, again, yeah. many of these men, they, they and Pastor Ted, they come in uh-huh. with no hope. Uh, but when they leave there, and, and the other thing about it is that, we're all on the same page. You know, there's no one looks down on anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're brotherhood. The most impactful thing for me is at the end of these graduations, you hear those guys talk about the brotherhood that they form yeah. with those guys. I mean, we, we hope and we want, and our goal is to prepare them to be more employable. Uh, we, we, we take them through six weeks of different different topics, but the end result for us is to help, help that they can be more employable and to get a job. These soft skills that these pastors are teaching them is preparing them for that and making them more employable. Well, of, of cycles two and three, 20% of Manhood University men did not have a place of employment prior to completing the program. Uh, but 25% of Manhood University participants are faced with background challenges, which is a barrier to receiving employment. So there's that dilemma there that you're trying to get over. And, and, and hopefully Manhood University can provide that opportunity, can provide that chance to, you know, put some of the, like you said, we know we're responsible for our past, you know, yeah. but it shouldn't have to cling to us and form our destiny, right. you know? Is that right. right? Exactly right. And it's shame on us if we understand the plight that these men are going through and we've got influence and resources and we don't use it mm. to better them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that it's, it's so easy to identify the problem, uh, but what are you doing to, to solve that problem? And, and, and Pastor Floyd mentioned earlier, I mean, these guys, I mean, they're there. It's one thing for these per- churches and, and to say, yeah, you can use our facilities. And they do that, and that is so wonderful. It's a huge part of it. But every Saturday they're there. I mean, they are there to make sure that it in, it's just not using my facilities. I'm going to impact it. And then the way they deliver the curriculum. I mean, that, it's, it's, it's powerful because, again, they get to know these men, and they know what it's going to take for the men to get the message. Yeah. And the, the way they deliver it, you, you, you got to feel it. Ken, are, are there qualifications that a man has to meet before he can enter the program? What, just, is, what does it take to be able to go? Just wanting to be a part of wanting it. Wanting to be a part no, of it. No cost, no degrees, no any of that, just saying, hey, uh, I want to better myself. I want to better my life, better my family, and I want to be a part of it. So how's the program funded? 
It's uh, through city dollars. Uh, again, this is, again, in, in my hats off to our mayor because um, when we first started, we were only at a couple of locations. Uh, and then I went to the mayor and said, hey, mayor, we, we're seeing some success. I think we need to expand it and we need more. And so we are using city dollars to fund this, and I would tell you it is worth it. Wow, it really is. Okay, now I understand the program classes are on Saturdays for six weeks. Is that right, Ricky? Yeah, that's correct, six so weeks. G- give us an idea of what the structure is like for these Saturdays. Well, what what we do is, even though we have a curriculum here, and we stick to the curriculum, but here's what I've, uh, Ken Moody talked about hope. I've understand that one of the greatest hopes that we give some of these men is hearing them. So we've got to know when to listen. Sometimes when, when you listen to them, they understand that you're not seeing them just as a number, a statistic. Uh, many times men want to be heard. Yes. And, and, and so when we take the time, we, we have afforded time in our scheduling. So sometimes we can listen to a man. We can hear his pain. We can hear his challenges. We can hear his uh, adversaries. We can hear his drama. And a lot of times when we have heard them, now they say they give us permission to heal them because we've taken the time to hear them. And so here's what we have. We really don't have an employment an employment problem in Memphis. We have an employee problem. You got to think some of these men are born in neighborhoods where eighty percent of them are born without a male in the household. So basic skills that some of us caught from our father or grandfather or neighbor or uncle, a lot of the mean these men are not getting the fact that you need to look somebody in the eye and shake their hand and talk to them, and you need to enunciate your name clearly so they hear that right on the first time. You'll be amazed at how many of these men don't get these skills. Don't get the fact that they understand if the job starts at 8 o'clock and you pull up on the parking lot at 7.59, you are late. Simple things like that that we're teaching the men. But we're going beyond that. We're teaching these men financial literacy. We're teaching them time management. We're teaching them if you can work well, that'll probably get you a minimum well job minimum wage job. But if you can work well with others, that'll probably get you an additional two hours an hour. If you can get others to work well, that'll probably get you another $5 an hour. If you can get others to work well and to work well with others, you could be a manager or a business manager. So we're teaching these guys this simple. It's not just enough. you got to work well, but you got to learn how to work well with others and get others to work well. Well, again, conflict resolution is another yeah. thing that is barely yeah. taught about. And forgiveness, I yeah. mean, and that's I mean something we all need to be oh, able to work well with Ken, you know? Yeah, and again, if you look at all of our topics, mm-hmm. again, as I say, these pastors do a great job of not trying to shove the Lord mm-hmm. on these guys, but there are opportunities that they can incorporate biblical scriptures sure. and examples uh, as relates to each of these topics, and so uh, it's important, and it's what's needed. And the one thing, we want to find them a job, but the worst thing we can do is not prepare them, yeah. and what they do in these six weeks is prepare these guys for jobs. The other good thing about it, and, and again, Pastor's been with us since day one. He and uh, New Sardis, Mount Vernon, we, we, we continue to make it better. We continue mm-hmm. to grow. Uh, and so at the end of each graduation, we'll have, after six weeks, they'll have a graduation. And then that same day, right after graduation, we have a jobs fair. Right. We'll invite employers in to talk with them. But we've taken it a step farther now. We have formed partnerships uh, with ec- ec- economic opportunity. What they're going to do is at the end of the six weeks, we're going to identify 10 guys who have just been committed. Uh, and they're going to take those 10, 10 of those guys, and then they're going to take them through a paid training for six weeks. 
and they're going to place them in a job. We know that that's 10 of our guys that are going to go to work. Yeah. And then we're going to partner with Hope Works uh, in conjunction with Workforce Investment Network. They're going to take 25 of our guys and do the same thing. We've got a partnership with an organization CEO. Any young man that's on parole or probation, at the end of our six weeks, that organization would take however many we have that are on parole and, pro- parole and probation and take them through job training and get them a job. And so wow. we're constantly trying to build on it and provide as many opportunities as we can so these men can, can be better. This is so exciting. I mean, it really is to see how the community is coming together and partnering with the churches, local businesses, you know, coming together to give, again, an opportunity opportunity for these yeah. men another chance uh, let's also remind our facebook friends that uh, we appreciate you joining us if anybody wants to shoot a question to us because we are live on facebook this afternoon on mid-south viewpoint with our guest from uh, the mayor's office special assistant uh, to mayor jim strickland ken moody is here and uh, i give him the title bishop but he says he doesn't <laughs> want that right now but uh, pastor ricky floyd of the pursuit of god church in Fraser is also with us in the studio my dear friend and uh, i'm just really thrilled to see how this program is uh, is coming together, and, and just in a short couple of one year, not even a year yet, really, how yeah. it's taken off. Exactly. Again, it's uh, and we started with a basic idea, and it's continuing to grow. I mean, these guys have come to the table. We meet regularly. We talk regularly about the program, how it's going, uh, you know, what we can do better. And, and we try to incorporate whatever it is. And so it's, it's something that we are, and the mayor, he's committed to. Uh, he, he gets excited at all the graduations. He comes out every graduation, and he speaks and talks and he interacts. And uh, at the last graduation we had, uh, we brought in with Signal, who's one of our main sponsors, paid to bring in Larry Johnson. That name may not ring a bell, but his brother's Magic Johnson. <laughs> and so Larry came in and told his story. You know, it's amazing that when you look at, especially Pastor Ford, he's always dapper and drives a really nice car. But when you look at, when those guys and men who look at Pastor, they think it's always been that right. way. You know, but when he breaks it down to them and tells them his story, his challenges, how what it took to get him there, that's when they really buy in. Right. Yeah. That's when they really say, hey, yeah. man, this guy understands what I'm going through. He's real about it, and I'm going to listen to him. Yeah. And for you, Pastor, I mean, you've got a lot of responsibilities with your own congregation, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you're trying to nurture, encourage, and oversee the ministry of the Pursuit of God Church, uh, like the other pastors that are part of this yeah. program. I mean— why do you do it? What does it mean to you to be involved with Manhood University? You know, when, when the mayor got in office and I had access to Ken Moody, I told, I told Ken Moody, I said, man, anything that's dealing with family, men, or financial literacy, my answer is yes to you. And, and Ken called me out on that. When, when he got ready to form this program, he called me. When he sold the vision to me, he, I didn't even give him the chance, the opportunity, because it's needed, man. And this is what I tell churches. I tell the churches why we have to be sold out and committed to the success of this like it strictly belongs to the church because this gives us an opportunity to restore the reputation of the inner city church that many people say the inner city churches are not doing anything for our community. This gives us an opportunity 
to give a new image or to publicize the image that we're already doing. In well, I was just about to say, Pastor, yeah. already doing, yeah. because yeah. I know you've already yeah. been investing and yeah. engaging the community, mm-hmm. you know, very successfully for yeah. many years. And so very appreciative. And you're, you represent many pastors doing the same. Yes. And that's one of the exciting things about my job here at, yeah. you know, 640 is being able to highlight and share this good work, you know, with our listeners. And, uh, okay, now, if somebody, say a pastor right now, is not participating currently in the program, but they would like to get their church, or maybe there's a listener out there, I want our church involved, what can they do? Yeah, so we're about to start the next session, and those churches have already been identified. Uh, and, I, and I was just sharing with you and Pastor Floor. This time, we've had the biggest number of pre-registration than we've ever had. Uh, we've always, and so if there's a church that want to get involved, I said, give me a call at 636-6507. We're going to have another session started. We can talk about how we can get you involved. Now, are, is there a training procedure for the churches themselves? Because I'm assuming the pastors of these churches would be leading the classes at their church. And, and they do that. And they also, as new churches come in, what, what I, the first thing I'll do is we'll bring them all together, and I'll I allow Pastor Floyd, Pastor Harris, and those guys, mm-hmm. they talk with the pastors, and they talk about, again, how it's delivered and how they need to be compassionate and real about their delivery. And so they're the ones that does that training. Gentlemen, we've got to wrap up. Our time is slipping away. But before we do, there's got to be, I know there's probably multiple uh, success stories out of over 230-something graduates already in a year. Is there one particular story you could share quickly about someone who's come through and you've just seen a, a noticeable life change? Yeah, so for me, it was uh, the last session we had. A young man came, moved here from Conway, Arkansas. He said when he got here, he had to leave his wife and kids there. Uh, he came here, heard about our program, hesitated first to go through it, came through our program, graduated. He got a job at Leadbatter. Since that time, he's moved his family here. He's bought a house. He's got a car. And life for him is just great. Wish every story ends up that way. It's our hope that that happens. But we have those and many more success stories. Closing thoughts for you, Pastor? A, a unique story is some people don't want this program for the job. I had a man who had a double degree in computer technology and I asked, it works for a Fortune 500 company. I said, why are you here? He says, because I'm going to get married soon and I don't know how to be a man. I need somebody to train me and teach me how to wow. be a man. And when I saw this curriculum, I know that it could help. What a good word. Well, gentlemen, Ken Moody, thank you so much for what you're doing for our city. Right. Pastor, always a, a pleasure to have you guys here. Thank you so much. Hey, we're going to get back in the future on our program here on Mid-South Viewpoint and have you bring some graduates and share some more success stories and just keep this momentum going. Friends, thank you for joining us on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint as we talk about Manhood University. That's all the time we have on today's program. I want to say special thanks to our Facebook friends. Please like and share this program so we can get the word out about Manhood University. Thanks for listening. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 